and welcome to Two Men of Shed. I'm Justin. And I'm Dan. Um, Thanks for pointing at me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, I was say, and this is, I was going to say, and this is, but you know, yeah, cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whoa, 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 but our audience cares. <laughs> well, yeah, but they couldn't see me pointing at you because it's a podcast. They can uh, watch us. YouTube people can see it. Exactly, yeah. Anyway, let's get off of that. Um, <laughs> we, we've had um, a number of discussions this week about what we're going to talk about. Heated discussions. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, and we eventually came up with absolutely nothing. Mm, nothing at all. So, so I think it was about 10 o'clock last night. Well, 11 o'clock last night. Yeah. Um, Dan said, well, we could just talk about zombies. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah, specifically what what you would um, what you would do. Uh, well, no, yeah, in a, in a zombie apocalypse, how you would survive is yeah. probably that. And let's be honest, that's a conversation most men have had at some point in their life, I think. Yeah. Um, Strangely enough, no women, though. I don't know. I think some women would have had the discussion. If you're a woman and you've discussed this, let us know. I think it's the sort of discussion that um, gamers would have. Certainly if they were, you know, if they played Seven Days to Die, Die in Light, all of those sort of games, they're probably going to have had this. Even if they had a discussion about it, it's going to have gone through their head. What would I actually do in a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. I mean, the, the same thing applies to any kind of panic situation, doesn't it, really? Like, what if an asteroid is entering the atmosphere and, you know, what would you do then? Sort of thing. There's plenty of films about it, um, but they seem to be the lucky ones. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's um, it's kind of, yeah, what would you do? So, I posed a, a, a situation to to Dan, oh, I nearly said fat boy again, um, to Dan um, last night. Yeah. And I think we're going we're gonna to talk about it today. And that is, you wake up in the morning. Emergency broadcast comes on. Yeah. And then your phones go off, you, everything on the TV, and all that saying, morning, morning, morning. The zombie apocalypse is here. Mm-hmm. It cuts to videos of ro- roaming hordes of zombies. And yep. somehow, overnight, the whole southern half of the UK has been overrun by um, zombies. Yeah. Uh, now, we're up more towards, well, we're still in the southern UK. Where Central. We are. But we're, we're more towards the central yeah. <clears throat> central side of it, or south-central, I would call it. Anyway, so we're about 45 minutes north of London as, in a car. So what we said is that on the news, it's coming to say, it's going to reach us. The zombies are going to reach us at their current rate in about two days. Yeah. So now, the, whole, the whole of the UK as a go. That's all moving up, up towards us. Yeah. The, the, the whole the whole width of the UK across the bottom, and it's a big wave rolling up towards the top of the UK. Yeah. Um, now, if we're coming from the south of the UK, that's just going to assume it came across from France, more than likely, <laughs> um, which means Europe's already gone. Yes. So, what do you do? What, what do you do? How do you survive? Wow. We, uh, we, we actually had about a few-minute conversation about this yesterday, and I think uh, Fat Boy's first... Um, response was get a plane <laughs> no i think it was get food wasn't it no i think it was you get a plane uh, what was it? get a plane I, think <laughs> I said get food but um, i think to get a plane because i had to make the point to you that any countries that aren't currently suffering the apocalypse yeah are going to shoot down any plane coming out of the uk if the uk is half overrun they I'm, are not going to let them land in their country yes that's true and i believe that was the last minute last point of our um conversation not the first point of um what about a plane? Well, merely a question more than, we should do this. All right, okay, okay. <laughs> I've, I've slept since then, so. No. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no. So we, uh, well, 
Uh, I was just pointing out to Fat Boy it was getting a bit too loud and he was he was clipping. But uh, oh well, well, <laughs> this is what happens. He gets, and it's what I was saying earlier as well. Saying to him when we were talking, we were setting the mics up. I'm like, when you get excited, you talk faster and louder. Yeah. So you just need to keep an eye on the uh, the bars when you're clipping. Yeah. You can tell we're new to this anyway. Sorry, for it's, carry on. Fat no, no, sounds it sounds as a nightmare, and we'll be doing dealing with that throughout every episode. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. So so you you got the zombie horde on its way. You got. You say what? Forty-eight hours, roughly. Yeah, you got forty-eight hours notice that yeah. the, the hordes on the way. There's a lot to consider, though, because yeah. it's not just the hordes on their way. You've also got to consider everybody else that's around you, all of the other po- rest of the population, and also there's going to be a large population, I would say, fleeing ahead of the the yeah. wave, which are coming our way as well. So the people are going. To, roads are going to already going to be chocker jams. They're going to wake up within an hour. Yeah, every road's going to be gridlock heading north. I mean, I might just, I might just stay in bed, get a few extra hours of sleep, you know. <laughs> well, you got a few days, haven't you? Yeah, let's yeah. Be honest. So no, I mean, the first thing is, is source a good, I reckon, uh, source a good area of food. So where, where you like use? I think you mentioned there um, yesterday, tin food, uh, things that last a long time. Uh, you're going to need a transport vehicle as well. So obviously, most people are in a car at the moment. So you just drive to the local shop. Yeah, on that, um, you know, a. Uh, uh, a petrol car, diesel car is going to be fine, I think, to start with in your initial fleet. Yeah. Um, if you're fleeing, that is. Now, my preference wouldn't be to flee. My preference would be to find somewhere to hold up and let the horde pass by. Yes. So, but as I, was, as I mentioned the other day, we need electric cars because mm. petrol become exceedingly rare. Yes. I say petrol cars, I meant electric cars. We need electric cars. Sorry. Yes. We need electric cars because yeah, yeah. petrol is going to become exceedingly rare over time. Yeah. So to get around, you're going to have to rely on electric, uh, which means you're also going to need power, which means we're looking for solar panels. Now, there are enough houses around now that have got five kilowatt solar systems on the roofs. All right, we're in the UK, so they only actually generate um, yeah. not even a kilowatt. Yeah. Um, probably about half a kilowatt from a five kilowatt solar panel <laughs> in, in, in the, in the, um, in the winter. not so yeah. summer months anyway. Yeah. I mean, but there's enough around you could build up a large array of solar panels. Mm. We, we spent an unhealthy amount of time looking on Google Maps for places where we live that have solar panels in the house. <laughs> and plotting a route to go, we're going there first. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, definitely. Um, the thing is, it's it's you need um, the ability. Well, you need to re- be able to remove the panels, and also uh, a vehicle to be able to transport them as well. You won't be able to do it in a new, normal car, right? No, and I think the first thing is that's something you can do after as well. First thing is you need to survive because we're talking about a wave that's going past and following the, the rush of the people away. So the, most of the zombies, I think, are going to move on north after they've passed by. Yeah. Um, which means, you know, we're expecting the zombie population to die off in the area or, or to be, you know, not a significantly high population. Mm. However, you're obviously going to still have some around, so you're going to have to be careful. So if you can hold it, hold out, hide away till they're past, yeah. how long are we going to think that's going to take? Well, if they've been coming all the way from the south and they're going to be racing ahead, it's going to take a good, I would say, probably a good week for them to, to come and fully, fully, dissipate. fully, fully dissipate from, from the area. Yeah, I think so. So you would need to barricade your house. I reckon, yeah, stay, being able to stay in your house. Um, I was going to say, it's uh, worth worth saying that we um, came onto this idea because of the recent release of La- The Last of Us, which has dealt around uh, sort of a fungus. I can't remember what that is. Is it my, my uh, something? I can't remember no, the name of the fungus. No, it begins with a seek or something or other. There's a, there's course a, of, course there's, of it. There's a fungus, basically, which can... Um, 
It attacks ants and other insects and essentially turns them into zombies. It kills the ant, but they carry on moving around because the fungus is controlling them. Yeah. There was a big discussion about could it jump to humans? The answer is pretty much no, it cannot jump no. to humans. But, you know, it, it's the sort of thing uh, that's looked at. What if it mutated in some way and it managed to jump to humans? We're not going to get into the science, but that's highly, highly unlikely. Um, this is a theor- theoretical based on... This is what this discussion is based on, the- theoretically. Yeah, if it did, and all what happens, okay, it kicks off. It happens somewhere in Europe and spread to the UK. Yeah. You know, because um, we are an island, so it's, it's either coming on the plane, if it started right at the southern very south of the UK it yep. means it probably come across the channel which means it came from France <laughs> or, or Belgium or somewhere around there yeah and uh, made it there anyway we're back now you mentioned about yeah. barricading your house yes I I think that's a bad idea why um, because there are a lot of industrial compounds around that are fenced off with steel fences I would go for an industrial compound um, now we mentioned you mentioned to the people that we looked at maps yesterday. Mm. Um, there's a big compound literally just down the road from me, about a mile and a half, um, where it's fully, it's quite a large area. I say a large area. It's not It's not a large area. It's, a, it's got about five buildings in it. Yeah. Um, there's a number of vehicles there, uh, and it's all a, a large steel fences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you still need to be quiet. Don't let me in. You need to hide it, block off all viewing. But would you be able to reasonably get that ready in tw- in less than forty eight hours? And I don't think I think the answer is no. It's already fenced in. Yeah, it's but- already locked up. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. So could I barricade? There's like five buildings there, and they've got two stories. I could certainly go up to an upper story of one of the buildings, barricade off the stairs, and be quiet enough that the horde can pass by without even coming through the fence. Even if something got through the fence. They've still got to try and get upstairs, find you in this place where there's no one there and you're upstairs. Um, okay. But also the reason is we don't have to go far because on that same industrial estate, they've got train works and it backs up to a train track. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you've got the potential of knocking up some kind of train together because the roads are going to be hell. The roads are going to be jammed and you know, you're never going to get right anywhere on roads. No. So my first thing is, you know, obviously we need food. So the first thing for me is to to raid the local shop. That's probably already happening. But also, just two minutes down the road, the other way from me in the car, we've got a food distribution center. Yes. Okay. So that's possibly something that we worth raiding. Yeah, as well, as a secondary. Um, now, I fully expect there'll be a load of people there raiding the local shops and things like that. I expect everyone will run to the local shop and do raiding. Now, the only people that are going to raid the food center, I think, are probably going to be the people that work there. And know there's a lot of food there. And then we're assuming that those people haven't just tried to book it and head north. Yeah. So I think, uh, and there'll be so much, there's so much food in those places that even if a few people come to raid it with trucks, there's still going to be 50 truckloads of food left. left. Yeah. So we grab a truck, we head down to the food center, grab a load up the food, head over to that um, compound, Load up the food up there. Maybe, you know, grab some fridges or freezers or something. Yeah. I would go for try and get some solar panels from somewhere because we need to get some power on there. Uh, we can't be running generators or anything like that when the zombie hordes are coming. Yeah. It's got to be silent. So we need solar panels and we need um, food. Uh, obviously, there's amenities there. There's toilets in these buildings already. Yeah. Um, but you have to consider various hygiene and things like that. You don't. Want to, but then it's only a week, you know. And if you go camping in the wilds in a week, you don't necessarily have a a shower in that time um, now we're talking about the end of the world 
I would yeah. normally shower a lot more than once a week. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. But if the end of the world's there, well, screw it. Um, you know, I'm sure nobody would care. Uh, this brings us on to the next question. Are you, are we in agreement, and that's a good plan. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's, that's a reasonable, reasonable idea. And if you don't have, what well, if you don't have a, uh, a depot or a food place next near near you? What's the best thing to do then? You got two days. Uh, and to be honest, the, the biggest, pl- the best thing there is to be the first to go and raid the local shop. Yeah, it does be a local shop. You go to a supermarket. And let's be honest, there's supermarkets all over the place. Yeah, um, they're very large. You know, you could have 500 people raiding them at the same time, and you could still get away with plenty of food. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I like the distribution center is because not many people are going to know it's there unless you work there. So you're less likely to come into conflict. Now I'm thinking of the smaller shops the little local shops and things like that, I think you have more conflict there. I think that's going to be everyone's first thought is to run down the local shop and grab supplies. Yeah. Which means I think we're going to have 500 people at a tiny little shop. There's not enough supplies to go around and people are going to end up killing each other just, just to try and get the food. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, Next point. So if we're in agreement, we go to these, one of the, a compound or something like it, find a gated compound somewhere around you get there get some food in you've got two days so that takes you what a few hours probably yeah um six next, of the most yeah so you've got plenty of time next is going everyone's fleeing don't forget everyone most people are going to be fleeing north which means most houses are empty which means all of the solar systems are on the roofs of everyone houses we go and take down the solar the um the solar panels and also uh most of them nowadays uh, have the um the battery the battery charging in the loft as well. Normally like a one or two kilowatt batteries in the loft just to, to buffer that power so you don't have to feed it back into the grid and get low money. You can actually use that power instead of um, taking more power from the grid at higher, higher, higher cost. So you take the solar cells and the battery systems. Yeah. Uh, you could quite easily put together, I think, you know, if you're raiding five houses, five kilowatt systems, you know, 25 kilowatts of solar panels, um, and let's say if it's an average, let's just say it's an average of one kilowatt batteries in each, which is the lowest, smallest you pretty much use. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at five kilowatts of power. That's enough to run um, a cooker, a fridge. And your idea, which you told me last night, an electric fence. <laughs> I, I think that would have to come later. <laughs> once, you, once you're establishing a... Um, Perimeter, uh, base. A base. You, you, you go out and collect more. And there was an interesting one we talked about. We've got quite a number of... Um, wind farms in the uk yes you know and they're up, they tend to be up on hilltops where it's quite high i was saying if you could build a compound up there those wind turbines kick out a lot of power a few megawatts i think um but electric vehicles as well you know if you're looking at building a battery bank system electric vehicles they're going to come with like 50 kilowatt batteries yeah you know and you're going to want electric vehicles to drive um quite a lot of testers around yeah there's quite a number of testers around here mm-hmm. but to me one of the, the hardest things to find that you're going to want is electric bikes particularly you want electric dirt bikes because if the roads are clogged dirt bikes are going to be the best way to get around and again you're going to want electric yeah and there are so few electric dirt bikes however even a normal bike would help though would be better i did mention so just down the road from me again about two minutes it's next door to the um, food distribution plant (laughs) what's there fat boy uh i don't remember what was it the Suzuki main distribution plant. Oh, yes, the, the, the Jeep plant, wasn't it? Was it's it a, it's, yeah. it's Suzuki. Suzuki. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, so down, down there, they've got, they got cars, bikes, and um, jet skis. Yes. 
It's their vehicle distribution, I believe. Yes. Uh, I don't believe you can use a jet ski on land. Um, <laughs> probably not a great choice. Are you, right? If we set up next to a canal, don't forget there's a lot of canals in the UK. Yeah, but not next to that Jeep. I know, but if you've got to do a runner and zombies are after you. Yeah, I and, mean. And you're, um, you tow that you're thing, by you? a canal. Yeah. Well, they're not going to get you, are they? I mean, no. hop on a jet ski and you're off up the canal, you're gone. Yeah. Uh, but anyway it's not a bad idea yeah. that's another emergency escape route that's in my mind now so, that's, that's going to stay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely the moral of that is is have plenty of escape routes and different um, using different vehicles and paths and things because otherwise if you're going to be if you're stuck on foot you're dead that was the hardest the hardest question now yeah really and this, yeah this is the hardest one for me okay who do you bring with you <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be selective yeah, I think the biggest uh, the biggest issue that we come across with that one was whoever you invite is is going to have their own members or family or whatever it is that they want to bring with them. So your 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 group of people will just increase exponentially, it which would. means more food, which means more transport vehicles, and so on. And you're noisier. And you're noisier, yeah. So here's the thing. For what what's the best number for a group? Now my my view was about thirty people. Yeah. Twenty to thirty I would say is a good number for a group. Because A you need to make sure you've got a diversity of skills. Yes. So I'm an engineer, I'm quite happy that I could I could knock some stuff together, I could knock some weapons together, I could knock some <laughs> electric fences together, I could Yeah. I could do all of that kind of stuff. I, th- I think I could probably do the same, yeah. And again, so like I don't know, brother-in-law, for example, he works at a panel shop. He's excellent at welding and we're working with metals and things like that. You know, fantastic to have someone to reinforce everything, you know. Yeah. Um, Definitely, yeah. Welders world are very useful world for, let's say, advanced weapons. <laughs> advanced weapons, yeah. A knife on a stick. Yeah. A baseball bat with some nails in it, you know. <laughs> um. But I think you need to think about all the different skills you're going to need. Yeah, definitely. You need a medic of some kind. You're going to need someone with some kind of medical training. And if you don't know anyone that's a medic, take a training course. <laughs> you become the medic. Books. So that's another thing you need to get, books. Now, Fabbo, there's a book on the side up there. What is that one? That little book there, a little orange spine on the book there. What does that say? SAS Survival Guide. There you go. <laughs> I think you're already preparing for it, aren't you? <laughs> I- <laughs> Let's say it's not it might not even be comfortable. So I've got uh, I'm an avid camper and I do like survival. So um, there's there's probably about eight sleeping bags here and four tents. And, yeah, I can see all eight of them. Uh, there's there's about five backpacks over there. We're sat in them in camping chairs. Yeah, we'll, there's, there's camping stuff all over my garage. We'll uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll send a screen. We'll send a photo on Twitter. I was I was going to do a behind the scenes tour of the garage. <laughs> it's not a very big tour. I just turned the camera. I was going to say that the rest of it. That'll just be involve you standing and just rotating forty five degrees. Yeah, because the, the the mess it is at the moment from all the stuff we pulled out from this corner, so we could yeah. film here. He's now just piled over there. Yeah, it took me ten minutes to get into the garage. <laughs> That's because the light was off. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, <laughs> the light switch is down the other, is is down this end of the garage. Uh, this garage door isn't the one we come in. We come in the door down the other end of the garage. Yeah, I'm saying this door they can't see. No, they can't. This one over I'm there. I'm sat right next to the garage door, which yeah. is which is one of those metal metal doors that pulls down, has zero insulation, it's absolutely freezing cold. Um, but the good news is, it's not minus two today. Oh my it's, god, it's a lot yes. warmer today. I think we're we're probably about right now probably five or six degrees. Yeah, 
thing. It's it's quite mild today. It was it was sunny today, so not too bad. Um, yeah. So where did we get to? People and skills. People and skills. Yeah. Books, books, books. You're going to need. So if there's not something you don't know how to do and you haven't got the people to do it, get some books. Get, get some, down your local library yeah. or get on the internet before it collapses completely. Get some friends. <laughs> Download some stuff on your phone if you've still got internet. Yes. Um, but local libraries, yes, definitely. Information will be key, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. Now, for me, I think medical would be the an issue in, from the group of people I've got in mind because most of my most will be my family. Um, but would medical be an issue? Because if you're bitten, you're technically done for. No, but if I if I'm putting something together and I cut half my arm up with a saw, I'm going to want somebody who can put my arm back together. Okay, fair enough. Um, there's going to be a lot of accidents. Bear in mind now we're we're going to be you know in any zombie apocalypse sooner or later you're going to run you're yeah. going to be being chased yeah. you're going to fall you're going to get hurt you're going to do risky ass crap yeah trying to build some stupid weapons <laughs> spinning blades and stuff like this yeah. when you're welding things together the world isn't quite good enough a bit of blade comes flying off <laughs> goes through your thigh <laughs> you know this is going to happen at some point I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You're going to want a medic. Not just that. The disease won't just disappear. It may even become rampant if we've got loads of rotting corpses running around. Mm-hmm. It depends if the whatever causes the um, them to become zombies can also kill infections. If not, they could just be infection-riddled things, leaving disease and everything behind. So yeah, true. you're going to want medicine, and you're going to want somebody that knows what they're talking about, or at least be able to look stuff up. Yeah. Let's go there. So... <clears throat> So that's, that's the short-term plan. That's a, okay, fine. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's obvious who you would say first, right? Your immediate family, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And then, so it's immediate family, people with skills, friends slash people with skills, right? So in this, in this case, they're the same thing. Yep. Um, then, I guess, anyone that could fill a gap, people that can cook, I guess, as well, friends that can cook. Generally, you know, um, I, I cooking is is important, but just about everyone I know can cook. So, can you cook? Of course, I can cook. <laughs> I, I cook. I cook better than than a lot of people. I'm not going to say I cook the best, but um, <laughs> I do a lot of food cook, field cooking as well. Uh, okay, I do a lot of camping. And when I talk about camping. I'm not talking about. I'm not one of these campers that puts up this ginormous tent and brings like a whole kitchen. I've got me camping stoves. I've got um, you know, me flint and steels for making fires and starting fires without lighters and stuff. So I do everything properly, proper survival sort of style. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see up there. You can see the mess tins and the little cooking pots and stuff. That, that's the sort of stuff I use when I'm when I'm when I'm camping. But I also cook roast dinners in the house and stuff. I cook quite a lot. Okay. Um, but that's not going to be the issue. The issue is going to be ingredients. Yes. Now. It's great having this big store of food you've pillaged from somewhere. But let's say, because you're going to be rushing, you're going to be doing it. You get back, and what? You've got 500 tins of peas. I hate peas. <laughs> Why um, would you say that then? <laughs> well, because that's the sort of thing that would happen. You'd be rushing, you'd grab everything you can, you'd get back, and you'd be like, oh my God, this is all disgusting. I hate it. Of course you'd eat it. Yeah, you um, have no choice. Now, hunting. Now, just out of shot, I'm not sure if you can see it. You can see the bow hanging down just above Zach. Uh, Dan's head if you're if you're watching on YouTube. If not, there's a bow hanging on the wall. There's some arrows. Three or four bow and arrow sets in my house. Loads of arrows. Um so yeah. Hunting. We do hunting, so we've got people who can shoot, bow and arrow. Yeah. 
if you're in the US listening to this, we don't have guns. <laughs> we do, um, but they're locked away. We're on bow and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, that said, one of the things that I think you should do eventually is go and re- raid a police station because we do have armed response units. Um, yeah, but they, wouldn't they be out with all the weapons? There's shooting? a good chance they've already been out and they've yeah. been used up. But there are other places to go. There's an army cadet place down the road. Okay. Um, ten minutes, ten minute drive. Uh, I used to be in the army cadets. Now I don't. It's been a long time since I was there. But I'm. I know the army cadets is still there, and they used to have a number of SA80s on site. Okay. Uh, they were in a big safe. Of course. Um, yeah. Which you're not going to just crack easily you're going to need power tools so, it'd be slightly worrying if they were like here recess go and play with the guns so it may take time <laughs> and it's going to make a lot of noise i think but yeah there are big guns you could get to but again your ammo is going to be limited so if so, i was going to go for weapons this brings them on to the next point which is weapons what weapons would i would go for compressed air weapons mm-hmm. not with a big tank but with electric motorized compression so you're doing you're build you've got a sm- very small tank for compressed air. Yeah. The motor compresses the air up to a certain psi, and you fire out a steel spike. So you'd be going for ranged weapons then. Yeah, I think you need all kinds of weapons. You do, yeah, but prim- pr- primarily, um, I'd want ranged weapons from your your base because if you get stragglers, yeah, you don't want to make a noise. No. You want to be able to take them out without making a lot of noise. Now I think compressed air rifle firing. You know, a 10 gram, 15 gram. Nail? Like a. I'm, think, I'm thinking like a 6 millimeter um, diameter steel, solid steel um, bar. Yeah. Sharpened to a point. Um, the idea is going for the brain. How accurate can you get? Well, this is the sort of thing. Right? I'm pretty sure I could make something like that. Um, but yeah, it's. It's something you'd work on. That wouldn't be a straightaway thing. You know, you get guns if you can get them, great. If you can't, then you're on to hand-to-hand weapons because you you're not going to be using bow and arrow against the horde of zombies, let's be honest. No. That's for picking off stragglers, but more importantly, they're for hunting food. Um, we're going to assume that the zombie doesn't kill all wildlife. No. If they do, we're in trouble. Yeah, well, yeah. we may as well just end it there. Um, <laughs> but no, but I... I'm sure we could find a few. We need to find a few chickens and stuff like that. To, obviously, you keep chickens in the yard, gives yeah. you the eggs and, uh, and some meat. I would, um, yeah, I think I'd, I'd go more the, your traditional sword-type weapon and armor. I was going to go, I was thinking shield, but carrying that around with you, probably not a good, great idea. You say, you say a shield carrying it around is not going to be a good idea, now, if you've got a composite carbon fiber shield. Yeah, I'm not quite sure where I'd get that one from, but. Well, you can make one. Could you? Not right, no, right now, you could. You could order the stuff to make one, <laughs> and you could make one. Okay. Um, so you'd have to have that. You're not going to do that after. You'd have to have that on Amazon order prior to the attack, just just in case. Well, yeah, you've got enough to order one tonight now, aren't you? Just in case tomorrow's the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but no, you can you can make some food like because we're not. Bear in mind, it's the zombies. We know we're talking about traditional zombies. They're not using weapons. They're just the the dumb zombies that respond to sounds, smells, oh, yeah. sights, stuff like that. Um, but I see no reason why zombies would be super slow and lethargic. So I'm expecting standard human speed. Yeah, well, unless their muscles are rotting away, then you can understand. But then they're going to rot away completely and die off. Um, so traditional zombies, but you know, sort of human speeds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which means if you go armoring yourself up too heavily, 
they're definitely going to catch you. Yes. Because they're going to outrun you. So, you know, you need some key armor armor points. I think particularly hands. Hands are that, forearms. Um, so I'm thinking like the butcher gloves, which are like chainmail mm-hmm. chain gloves. They're actually quite heavy. Mm. But you could sock someone in the face with it and you're not going to worry about their teeth puncturing your fingers. That's a good idea, yeah. How heavy are they then? Are we talking like... On each, on each hand, probably about 300 grams. A third of a kilo. They're not that heavy. Okay. But it feels like quite a lot. Okay. And then we're talking about motorized weapons. Yes. So we're talking about, you know, imagine like a, a, a garden strimmer, but instead of having a little string that swings around, talking like three sword blades <laughs> uh, rotating at high speeds. I feel like you're you're taking some influence from uh, Seven Days to Die. I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's a zombie game, just in case uh, if anyone's wondering that one. And they have um, spinning blade traps, which you put on the floor, and they just have a... It's almost like a propeller blade that just spins and just decapitates or chops in half the zombies. That's quite... Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves again. You may want a few weapons, but I think you'll be starting off with normal swords and things like that, because you can find swords around. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people have ordered them. They're all going to be blunt. Yeah. But uh, you can certainly sharpen them up. Uh, and even just in my garage, I mean, there's no swords here, but I could certainly make a number of pole arms and sticks, steel points on the end of it just for, for stabbing. Mm-hmm. There's a broom there I can do. There's camera tripods there. Uh, there's certain things we, you know, we could make. Um, You've got a sledgehammer. That's quite handy as well. A sledgehammer here somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also um, a mattock, which is, if you don't remember mattock, no. it's like um, one end's more like a sort of axe head. Yeah. Uh, and the other end's more like a hoe. Oh, okay. Um, which it's it's you know, it's a big it's a big thing, like a like a full size sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. But like a pick on one it's almost like a pick on one side and like a hoe on the other side. So a wide thing. So it's great for um smashing skulls, I should imagine, but it's gonna be tiring. Yeah. It'd be great if you've got one or two zombies, but if you've got five you need to take out, you don't want to be swinging that thing around. No. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you're going to take some basic weapons, but then you need to think about your long-term survival. Now, this being the UK, there are a fair number of castles around. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. My plan would be, after the horde has passed, is about about an hour north of me in yeah. a car, um, is Warwick Castle. Yeah. Now, Warwick Castle has quite extensive grounds. It's got a, an intact castle wall. Mm-hmm. It's a big tourist spot. Uh, in the main hall, there is uh, probably got to be a good 200 pikes, uh, suits of armor, yep. axes, swords. They even got you know, old flintlock pistols and stuff. Not be using them. There's, a, there's even a cannon around or so, I think. They've got some uh, um, defenses, like uh, what they called, like wooden spike things as well, that you could surely have somewhere in the castle. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then, you know, also the walls have got the, um, the little arrow slits, and they've got you've got the um, the gatehouse. It's got all the murder holes in and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty secure. There's a couple of bits I think may need tightening up. The wall's pretty low in one corner because the wall there's a hill and the, the wall is built going up over the hill. So you've got this hill, and in the wall above it, I think it's only about eight foot or so. Right. So that might need some watching, but most of the walls around it are, are, are a good 20 foot tall. 
Um, there's a river running right nearby that's got plenty of fish. I've seen loads of fish in that river. Yeah. Uh, there's a water wheel set up in the river to generate hydroelectric power. Unfortunately, there isn't a proper generator with it. You could, uh, you could get your jet ski out of the river, couldn't you? It's got the original 1800s sort of generator that was originally used in there. It's, it's like a museum. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure we could figure out how to rip that out and uh, put in... Um, retrofit it with... Retrofit with a modern generator. Just need to find one. Yeah. Shouldn't be too difficult. Um, so, you can, you know, there's, there's, there's even, you know, you've got that power there and you've got your solar panels which you're going to bring along with you. I'm pretty sure we'll find a few, uh, a few of the smaller sort of mobile home wind turbines along the way. These little 500 watt, one kilowatt wind turbines. Yeah. You get plenty of power, stick all that on the roof of the castle. Uh, there's a big, there's a big um, grassed area inside the walls. In the courtyard. In the courtyard, yeah. yeah. Big grassed area. There's you can use that for growing, growing stuff. There's growing grassy vegetables. hills in there. So you grow vegetables in there. Um, I think there's plenty of space to keep some chickens and things like that. So that would be my goal. Okay. To make it to Warwick Castle. Um, we probably need to clear it out because there's going to be an overrun. Hopefully. Well, I say hopefully because I wouldn't want to get there and find out there's... Um, 2,000 people. Or zombies, actually. Or, or, or let's say the zombies didn't get in. Even if there's 2,000 people in there. Yeah. Or hiding there. You're done for. Yeah. Two, two, you can't support 2,000 people. That will turn to violence sooner or later. People would have to leave. Um, so you really want to find it abandoned. Yeah, but once you find... If you find... If you found it abandoned, how long before it gets overrun by people? thinking to do the same now here's the thing right bear in mind the zombie horde's already passed okay it's, it's gone on it's, got, it's still going north we're trailing behind it by a week or whatever mm-hmm. uh, we're a week behind the horde that's still going north eventually it's gonna once it gets to the very top it's gonna mill around and start dispersing back across the UK in hunt of prey or whatever now the stragglers that are left over the people that are left over after may well then make their way to somewhere like Warwick Castle, especially if you live in Warwick and you manage to survive the the wave. Now, the thing is, if the gates were open, there's going to be zombies in there and you find most people aren't going to go in there mm-hmm. if there's zombies all in there. My plan would be then to clear it out step by step. And I was saying there's, there's different towers uh, at Warwick Castle. So you could take a tower, hold a tower. They're connected by the, the walls to another tower which connects by the walls again to the main castle building. Yeah. So you can, you can clear it out section by section. You don't have to take risks. Um, you could just get that cleared out. It might take time, but you could take a tower, hold a tower, and slowly clear it, the rest of it out. Now, whether other people would be willing to put that much effort into doing it, and you were assuming a big enough group of people survive to do that. Well, yeah. Um, you clearly would, though. <laughs> you clearly would. What? You would, have, you would uh, expend the effort to do it, to wanting to do it. I would, because yeah. that's a... We're talking, you know, walls that are... Eight foot thick, twenty foot high. Okay. That's a survival place against zombies. Unless they get zombie birds, <laughs> that's where you want to be. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. It's a proper castle with castle walls, and there's actually walls even th- further out as well. Now they're not intact. So most of it's intact, mm-hmm. but they only run up as far as. So you've got. I just think of it this way: you've got the main keep, you've got the what you would normally call the castle walls around that, with its towers on on the on the bits of it, and then they've got the outer 
Bailey, is it called? The Outer Bailey? What's that? Um, it's the bit outside the, the, the main walls of the castle, um, which is where they did a lot of the villagers would build little villages. And oh, stuff okay. Like that, just uh, outside the castle walls. But then there's a smaller wall, which is about eight foot tall, that runs all the way around that. But it doesn't... So it runs around, but... It, doesn't protect you from the riverside, so it's open to the river. But you've got a lot of grassland in there. Yeah, um, and it's all part of the castle grounds. So there's there's nothing there. There's a few burger stands and things like that. You know, tourist attraction bits. <laughs> but um, so that's quite well protected as well. It's all gated off. Yeah. Now I wouldn't go and sleep there because I say if they can just walk through the river and come over to the other side, you're in trouble. So there's things to consider, but that would be a good place for planting actual crops or, or even if you can find some cattle or anything like that to put in that field, those fields there. Yeah. And horses. If you can find horses... Good way to travel. It's a great thing to have. Have some horses in the field, great way to travel. If food does get too scarce, you can always eat a horse. <laughs> You're screwing your face up if you were that hungry. Uh, well, yeah. You'd eat a horse. Yeah, I guess so. But the the only downside of that is horses require additional food. So, well, there's quite expansive grasslands there. Yes, um, I'm only talking about keeping three or four horses. Okay, but so do, do, I'm, do I'm they thinking not... there's probably enough there. I mean, my horse. my knowledge about horses is very minimal. But do they not eat? Anything other than grass? I'm sure they eat other stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do. But I would say we'll grow crops. So you're going to have to feed horses as well. Yeah. There's also um, a, a bit of an orchard there, and there's the castle gardens as well. Okay. So there's all fruit trees and stuff like that as well. You've got apples, pears, and there's all the vegetables already growing there as well. So um, now it's not going to support a castle full of 2,000 people. Yeah. But if you've got a good group of 30, I think 30 is just enough to have. You know, like, you're going to do shifts. You're going to have people patrolling the walls at all hours. So if you've got four people patrolling the walls... A smooth-running operation. You know, you can have four people 24 hours a day manning yeah. the walls. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's... You've got enough people to tend to, a little bit of livestock, work in the garden. And then you've got your few other people building weapons, defences, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's good. I mean, obviously, you could do a similar thing with uh, kind of any area that is of a decent size. So if you couldn't get to a castle, for instance. Yeah, yeah. We, we obviously, you were talking about earlier the industrial areas. That yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the, the, only, the only downside I think those are what is they, they're not as fortified. But no. my castles were built for this explicit, explicit intention of yeah. keeping people out. Yeah. And they're designed so that you can kill the people trying to get in. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, a fence is better than no fence. Of course. Um, so if you're not getting to a castle, you're going to want to look at a compound. Mm-hmm. And that, that area we were talking about, there's a lot of material there. There's a building supplier uh, C- company. Uh, company there as well. And yeah. you can see on the satellite photos, their yard just full of materials. Building stuff, yeah. We had so, uh, vehicles like the digger trucks as well. Um, that was quite interesting. There was about 30 diggers. Yeah. Uh, seven and a half ton of, lorries. Yeah, a load of seven and a half ton lorries, some some normal um, lorries. Yeah. And then you had, there were some flatbeds, flatbed lorries. There's a car rental place there. There's about 50 cars on that lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of material around there. So, yeah, industrial estate is definitely a, a secondary 
primary secondary option, I think. And with that, I mean your first choice if you can't get near a castle. Otherwise, secondary. Well, well, this is it. I mean, if you were, if you were clear enough, you'd want to bring the stuff from the machine shops. Yeah. To the castle because you want machine shops. Now, we're saying we're saying you haven't got the materials to make weapons. Now, you're not even even in a castle, right? In the castle, you're still not going to have the materials or the machinery to start making compressed air rifles and to um, kick out, you know, loads of rounds of ammo. This compressed air ammo doesn't need any gunpowder or anything. It's just going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a twenty mil long piece of stainless steel or whatever. But to make all of those, you're going to want some proper machinery. Yeah, I mean, so you say actually, um, oh yeah, ammo might be an issue, but uh, yeah, I mean, you could even make a rail gun, couldn't you? <laughs> there you go. It's funny you should bring up a rail gun. I have, I've considered it a few times. Yeah, I mean they're easy to make. Fairly easy to make. Well, they're fairly, they need to be quite long. They do, yeah. Um, to really get any sort of speeds ups, but it's not what I'd start with because a compressed air gun is going to be much easier than a rail gun. Yeah. Okay. However, it's certainly something I wouldn't mind tinkering. Oh with. my god, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think I'll do the same. Yeah. But they're high power as well. You need the power. They use a lot of power. Yeah, but with the um, the, the seven, like, or the five, uh, was it, whatever it is, batteries, oh, banks. Yeah, well, over time, you can stockpile. I mean, you're just going to be taking solar power from everywhere. Yeah. You're going to be taking the batteries from everywhere, from inside people's home installations, from electric cars. Cars, yeah. You could build up megawatts of easy of um you know 100 megawatt battery yeah um sort of thing it takes a lot of maintenance though it and you've got to yeah. monitor all the cells and stuff like that so it's not it'll take forever to charge as well they would but if you've got you know if you look at the average house and they're getting five kilowatts on it you think of the square footage on top of the um the, the main keep in warwick castle yeah that's got to be the equivalent of like 40, 50 houses worth. Okay. So you're talking a lot of space for solar. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, winds. You put some, you know, say put a lot of those like one kilowatt wind turbines up there as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. generate yeah. a fair amount of power. Yeah, it's not unfeasible, I don't think. It's a good idea. <laughs> but then, yes, when you start putting an inner defense. So just inside your castle walls, put in your electric fences. Things that are going to... When I say electric fence, I don't mean like a little cattle fence that gives them a little zap. I mean like a proper... Um, you touch that fence, you go flying 500 foot into the air because the current has been discharged and your three quarters melted. <laughs> I think you quoted me something like 100,000 um, volts and something like two amps. 100,000 volts, two amps isn't even that much power. It's... What's well, 200 kilowatts? Yeah, that's not a lot of power. <sighs> 200 kilowatts is going to melt you. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah of course it will. Yeah, it kill you, you instantly. You chuck a lot more into that. It depends how how um, how effective it is against zombies. It's what it's going to matter, isn't it? Yeah. Now, if they just get a big zap and it doesn't make any difference to them because they're not using the nervous system that's part of the body, which so that high current would destroy your nervous system essentially. Yeah. Um, they're not using the brain for some reason. You know, <laughs> Yeah, they are. It's it's still controlling their 
uh, however it's controlling them. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you're looking at a fungus, that controls yeah. the sort of exoskeleton, doesn't it? Oh, good point. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it depends. You know, if it only takes 100 volts or, or let's say 500 volts and half an amp to do it, that's all you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Don't overextend it, otherwise you would be struggling there, wouldn't you, to oh, find the resource. You, you're going to want a high enough current, alternating current, to throw them back at the same time. Because otherwise what ends up is they end up dying, holding onto it, falling in, grounding the fence, which just drains the power and all the others are going to come through. And, you want yeah. it enough, powerful enough that it's going to, and they're automatically going to get thrown back. Get thrown yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be stood there with plastic poles pushing them off. Or your homemade or, weapons. Or wooden poles. Yeah, with your homemade you don't weapons. Ones, because if you tap that fence. Oh, you're, yeah, you're done for. Minus 100,000 volts. You, don't, <laughs> you know, you, you've got to get them within a foot of it and you're electrocuted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that would arc, yeah. Does it, hold on. Well, engineer's rule of thumb is one millimeter per thousand volts. Yeah, but isn't, isn't that. However, it's a lot less than that. In isn't the that AC? Is that AC voltage? Any voltage. Is it? Yeah. Millimeter per thousand volts. So <clears throat> that's the safe sort of distance you're looking at. So realistically, if you if you said about 0.2 millimeters per thousand volts, so a thousand volts you're looking at, that's not actually that far. 0.2 of a thousand. Come on, fat boy, use that math brain. 20. There you go, 20. 20 centimeters. No, 20, <laughs> 20 millimeters. That's fucking that's well, 22 centimeters. Yeah, it's. I mean... <laughs> I wouldn't risk getting that close to it. No, I would never, but... <laughs> um, but then but the reason is, if it's a, if it's a foggy day... Something like that. Obviously, you've got a lot of moisture in the air then, and it jumps a lot further. So this is where your one mirror starts coming. So it will jump a lot further on a, a humid, foggy day than it would on a, a nice, bright, clear day. Yeah, okay. So there's things to consider. Anyway, getting a bit too into the technical weeds now. Look, this show is, is a broad kind of uh, subject. Like We're not talking about just one thing. We'll talk about everything. Like we, There's no, there's no um, boundary for that. Yeah, I think. Now, what we need from you guys or girls is what did we miss? Yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. Tell us what we've missed, what we haven't considered. Yeah. Twitter is another good place to Uh, get catch us as well. Twitter, you can get us on Twitter uh, at Two Men in a Shed, or you can email us, um, which is Two Men in a Shed Podcast at gmail dot com. Oh. That's new. <laughs> oh, it's not new. I need an account. <laughs> okay. So uh, we've got that. We've got an account. Uh, Brilliant. Email. And I, I do actually monitor it. So do we have any emails? Have we had any email, emails? Oh, I've had about seven emails. None from anybody. As no, I didn't think podcast, so. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because I've never told anyone an email address. Ah, there you go. And you wait until the second episode to tell people. Well, as we said, the first one wasn't even supposed to be an episode. No, that's true. It was us recording the test episode, and we just thought, oh, screw it, we'll put it up anyway. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, to be fair, we've had some good comments, uh, good feedback, sorry, from the first episode. So it's helped, uh, at the very least. Now, here's my next question. Now, there's, a, there's more? <laughs> well, what's the end goal? Is it just to live? Well. Because we can't go out hunting. Now, there's plenty of woodlands around. Yeah. But you... Are you going to be going out hunting? Are you going to be sending parties out? Or are you going to try and make it self-sustained within the uh, within the grounds? Or are you going to try and take more grounds and more grounds? I think you'd have until, to... Until you've fortified the entirety of Warwick and then let people come in and... <laughs> you'd have to sell... You'd have to fortify the place you're at, right? And then you, and then you can expand if you want to. So, or you stay where you are. Now, do you trust people who come calling to the gate? Please let us in. We need help. 
you would have to have some sort of screening um, area, I guess, wouldn't you? You couldn't just go, yeah, come in. Well, this is where I'm at on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not very trusting. I know. <laughs> you know, there's the, you know, you've got two people show up at the gate. Yeah. Or, or three people. It's a man, a woman, and, and a, a child. You're assuming yeah. they're a family. They claim to be a family. You let them in. Yeah. Everyone seems very nice. Late in the night, one night, he goes over, takes out two of your people, opens the gate to let in 50 of his... Uh, not zombies. Oh. 50 of his cohorts who decided they wanted to take Warwick for themselves because they could see the great setup we had. Right. So he Nothing was... slaughter everyone. He had, um, let's say, uh, what's the word? Coerce the woman. So... No, no, they're part of the group. Oh, let's say it was a group of fifty people, but we don't know it's fifty people. Yeah, we just there's just a man, a woman, and a child sharp at the gate saying, "Please, we're a family, we need help." Right. You okay. think, oh yeah, family, let a family in, of course, help them out. Yeah. Before you know it, you're all getting slaughtered in your sleep. The, and this is because, yeah because the place because the resources we've got set up for thirty people may be able to stretch to thirty five people or so, but it's not going to stretch to seventy, eighty people. Yeah. So they're just going to come and take because they can. Then you. you so you've got to assume, I think you to a certain extent, you've got to assume the worst in people. Now, this is why it's important to me that you extend. Yeah. We keep the fort. Yeah. We keep the castle when it's a, a, in a castle walled secure. Yeah. If we can then secure um, some of the buildings, because literally, if you head out of that main gate, there's houses and buildings literally, mm. you know, within, within 30 meters. Okay, yeah. So if you could secure some of those homes and extend walls out, build up, and extend around 20 or 30 homes... The newcomers could stay in that. Well, they can stay there. They can still work in the fields. Because I say, all the outer, the outer bailey... I don't, I'm saying saying outer bailey. I don't even know if that's right. Um, outside the uh, the immediate castle walls yeah. to, the, to, the, to the walls that go around all the, the grassland and stuff like that. So they could, they could stay in this ho- the houses that we've just now new walled up as well. Mm-hmm. They can come work in all of that, that area. They can fish. They can use the river to get around, to go up and down, do some foraging and stuff. So you've got to relatively secure. And that's what I'm saying. So you need to expand a bit more to get some more houses. Yeah. So essentially, I guess we've set ourselves up as the monarchy. Yeah, you'd kind of re- basically restart civilization, really, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Or a town. But at the same time, if I showed up to Warwick Castle and there was a group of 30 people there and there was just me and a couple of people... You would expect them to let you in? I don't necessarily expect them to let me in. I'd expect them to let me participate in building society. Now, I, I would be quite happy if they said, look, you can't come in, mm. but we've secured 10 houses around the back here. Mm. You have to come and work on the field. You need to prove yourself over time. Yeah. And over time, we'll, we'll start integrating people more. Yeah. But you could be a part of the community. We've got secure housing for you over there. You can't come inside these, these main walls, but we've got all of the fields over there. We're growing the crops. There's the horses. There's the river there. It's got the resources. We can do this. We'll work on projects with you. We'll work with you. We'll do foraging with you. We'll, we'll do all these plenty, things. Plenty to eat, yeah. Get, get into that, um, that proving themselves. The routine. Once, yeah. once it's proved and you're happy and you're confident, you become friends, whatever, mm-hmm. then you can say, okay, yeah, come, yeah, come on in to keep me. Let's go and have a drink. But they can still screw you over, though. Clearly, we'll have some bottles of beer tucked away. Of course, yeah. Or or homebrew, actually. They could still screw you over. But I think if you've been... I'm I'm not talking like a couple of days. Six months. I'm talking six months. Yeah. Yeah, okay. got a six-month probation. In that time, they're not allowed into the keep. Yeah. And then after that, they're only allowed into the the main keep by invitation. Yeah. And never more than two at a time, three at a time, four at a time. Okay. That's a good plan, yeah. 
Because um, I'd be paranoid. Yeah. So my, my my question is, if you had to keep an eye knocked at the door, where would I go? Would I would I be in the houses or would I would I be allowed? Well, to here's, keep... here's the thing, Dan. If you showed up, <laughs> I would let you in. Yeah. But if you showed up with thirty people, I, I'd let you in. Yeah. As long as it was within the first couple of months of it actually all kicking off. Of course, yeah. Um, but your rest your rest of your posse ain't coming in. <laughs> I mean, that, that, I mean that's fair now, to be if fair. it had been more than let's say let's say we've been living there and it's been a year yeah and then you showed up I wouldn't let you in interesting okay why is that if you've been out trying to survive for a year and seen so much death and destruction losing loved ones stuff like that it changes a person absolutely and yeah. you're going to be very close knit with your party that you're with if you've been with them for any long length of time so you're much more likely whilst you wouldn't necessarily do any harm yourself you may well be likely to open the door in the night and let them in right so you're saying their relationship to them was closer than what it would be to you at that point yes okay that makes sense but also i was gonna say it as, as a as a as a point to that if i've been out for a year surviving why am i now suddenly turning up on your doorstep wanting wanting shelter and stuff i where have i been for the last year surviving well because you had your family and you're doing this and your group whatever you're doing all this thing and then one day you, you get overrun at your little base something you've got to get out of there yeah and you're thinking i wonder that conversation we had back on that podcast <laughs> i wonder if justin made it to warwick castle oh uh, yeah yeah so you think on a whim well even if he didn't we talked about this plan and that is a good place to look yeah so you show up a year later yeah and there I am alright fat boy how you doing <laughs> with your crown on and your weapons I've put on a lot of weight because I'm eating so well because we're doing so well inside our castle walls yeah I'm a big portly dude I'm wobbling a, along I'm a perfect he can't run as long as I outrun him I'm, I survive <laughs> but no you'd be welcome you'd be welcoming if you're on your own yeah okay um I'm going to make some places ready for, I'll call them refugees or, or uh, yeah. other survivors or whatever you want to call them to make sure they're somewhere for they can go. So that Because if you just say, no, you're not coming, they're more likely to try and find a way in to take what you've got. Yeah. If you say, yeah, absolutely, we've got this area for you. Come in. The house is yours. We've got some food for you. Get settled in. We expect you to contribute, work with us. Eventually, once we get to know each other really well, we'll, you know, we'll look at making a more open arrangement between the... Uh, letting you into these walls but in yep. the meantime you've got everything you need prove yourself valuable work hard I might give you a pay rise and an extra, an extra carrot a week <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's going to be the currency isn't it it's going to be food well yeah food's going to be the currency food or weapons potentially what do you earn I earn seven carrots and an onion <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, weapons as well. Weapons and armor would would also be tradable. Well, yeah, but I think they're going to be the things that are going to be plentiful if you're talking about basic weapons because they're going to be everywhere. It's not hard to make a basic weapon of fine swords or fine spears, pikes, that sort of weaponry is going to be easy to make. But upgraded weapons. We're talking about high-power weapons. No, well, yes. They've got, got, I don't know, a 100-amp-hour lithium-ion battery on them with like a angle grinder motor spinning yeah or six you know. spinning blades of death <laughs> that just chew through everything yeah i mean it could be that it could be uh you know it could even be like just better versions of the basic weapons you know like swords or whatever or if you've got bat you know 
someone's going to want a bat with spikes on it over a, a standard baseball bat, aren't they? Really? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're talking about ammo and not being able to have ammo and stuff like that for guns. Yeah. With the right books and the right machinery, it's just going to be finding the ingredients. Now, very, very basic gunpowder could probably be done without too much difficulty. But to get a, a, a decent gunpowder, you're not going to do it because you need, um, what is it? Oh, fucking potassium nitrate, is it? No, it's not potassium nitrate. It's, is it? Um, I thought it was ammonium. Anyway, yeah, the ones that are some, some that are very hard to get. Yeah. Um, but you could make some relatively low, low explosive black powder. Something that's still gonna, something that's unarmored. I think you'd still be able to penetrate. Yeah, especially if you've got pointed bullets. This is the whole thing. So the bullets, you know, lead sort of thing, and they splatter. They're not pointed. They're rounded. But if you've got, um, you know, six mil diameter needle point sharp stainless steel, that's going for a skull. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I'd be looking to to rediscover some some methods for projectile weapons and explosives, so like landmines, stuff like that. Because I would end up landmining the hell out of around the outside of that castle. So even if survivors do, no, I would label it. I would clearly label it. Okay, fine. Landmines. <clears throat> yeah. Do not cross this line. If you want to come see us, go down this path around there. There's no mines on that path. Yeah. And Stop then, at the intercom and push the button. Yeah. Uh, zombies aren't going to stop to read the uh, stay off the landmine sign, are they? No, but they're they, going to wander into it. Kaboom! Yeah, but they might they might wander around the back. That's a mine to hell. No, around the back where there is no mines for people to go. That's around there with a pathway. I'm talking a pathway that's like three foot wide. Okay. They'd have to wander straight down the pathway. Right, okay. Yeah? And do you want to say it's going to be uh, um, some kind of pit of death there? <laughs> you and your pits. <laughs> wouldn't it have to be a pit of death on that pathway, wouldn't there? A little drawbridge that comes up. Yeah, just in case. Loads of spikes underneath it. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. or a collapsing bridge. If I don't like what they're doing, they come running across that bridge. You hit that button, the bridge just falls down into a pit of spikes. Oh, like a like a trapdoor type thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, yeah, whole, yeah. the whole bottom of the bridge just goes whoop, yeah. swings down, and you fall down. Never to escape. Spikes. Never to escape. Well, no escape. Never surviving. Yeah. Okay. And that's it, I guess. That's your survival guide. <laughs> yep. But then you're going to be living the rest of the lives in solitary. In, in that, so but you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna look for radios and stuff. You're gonna get radios. You're gonna talk to other people, other survivors. Um, eventually, you're gonna try and take back certain. You know, if you could take back a bit, starting from Warwick Castle, working your way out, taking Warwick, you could eventually get organised enough to start clearing out the country. Assuming the military aren't already doing that, what's left of it? No military left. We're assuming the military was completely overrun. Wow. Okay. But then if if they were completely overrun and they have high-powered weapons, 
what chance will everyone else have? Well, it was a numbers game at the beginning. All of the population was really dense because the whole population wave, the zombie horde was running up the country. Yeah. So by the time it got to backside of London where the military had formed up sort of thing, well, there was already 35 million zombies on top of them. Yeah, okay. Now they've spread back out again all over the country these years later. You can start. And they probably died out as well. I don't died out or not. Fallen down holes and got stuck. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think... I, do zombies die out? They're doing some things eventually. Or they go to more of a hibernation state until they get a... until they see something. They go dormant sort of thing. Mm. And that's why they always see this dose star and stuff during the day. They just stood there until they hear something. Yeah, possible. Because they're, they, they're reactive creatures. Not, um, They're not going to go out hunting other than the, the mindless following the, the horde. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. That's it. That's what I, what I was thinking about anyway. Yeah, good plan. I think we've covered it all. I we're just so. going to assume the rest of the world died off and, you know, we're the heroes of this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as usual. <laughs> is, uh, I think... Is that it? Oh, I'll tell you what, as well. Um, leave, a, leave a like on the video and tell us what you want to hear about next week. Uh, because we can't seem to decide. I was going to talk about the um, Hogwarts Legacy game this week because I, I just started playing it. And the con- controversy. Uh, and, and a bit of the controversy, that. yeah, that, that surrounds it. But um, Fatboy didn't do any homework on it. Hey, I had a quick look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not, let's just say, I'm not willing to speak on that subject publicly. <laughs> yeah, I, I say I am, but um, it's what it is. But regardless, tell us what you'd like us to talk about, whether we do or not. Is another issue, um, but uh, certainly, you know, do you like this kind of form we're talking about? Where we're talking about hypothetical zombie zombie apocalypse? Uh, you know, should we talk about what happens when aliens invade? <laughs> aliens invade. Sorry, um, you know, <laughs> that's a good one actually. Do you, do you want controversy? Do you want us to start talking? Oh, there's a funny noise going. It's you rubbing your feet. Yeah, stop we'll picking up on the mic. Something chronic. Um, <laughs> Do you want us to talk about controversial topics? What do you want us to talk about? Uh, so if you're watching it on YouTube, leave it in the comments. If you listen to it as a podcast... Come uh, to YouTube. You can you can hop over to Twitter or YouTube, or you can drop us an email. Uh, the email is twomenandashedpodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. And on that note, I think we're done. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. And we'll catch you in the next one.